This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 7th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. This term, the Supreme Court will hear about the degree to which people may be prohibited from getting close to abortion clinics and how they may interact with people trying to enter. Commenting on the case of McCullen v. Coakley is Trevor Burris, research fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read Cato's brief in the case at our website, cato.org. We're talking about public places, public space that people might use to engage in freedom, (laughs) if you will. Uh, But of course, uh, what has brought this case to attention is the fact that it surrounds abortion clinics. Of course. The the Massachusetts passed a law that makes it illegal to be within 35 feet of an abortion clinic unless you're an officer, someone going into the clinic, uh, or someone using it as a right-of-way. But if you wanted to play Parcheesi on the grass outside of an abortion clinic, that is illegal in Massachusetts right now if you're within the 35-foot zone. And this was passed with a clear motive to try and uh, curtail people who wanted to give information to women going into abortion clinics. Uh, in the in this case, the the plaintiffs are actually just old women, older women, or I think they're in their 80s, and they had pamphlets. They they believe that that women going to get abortions are not fully aware of of the options that are available to them. So. They didn't get uh, you know violent with them or battery them or anything. They just gave them little pamphlets, and so Massachusetts passed this law not specifically for them but for people like them. And we filed a brief to try and explain to the court that this is not about abortion. Uh, if you can get past that, if it were Nazis, that if the problem were Nazis uh, protesting, you'd think the court would be very clearly see this as a First Amendment violation. But we also say that it's even lower than a First Amendment violation. It is a violation of the right to peaceful public presence, even if you're not speaking. Uh, the, the case will center around speech and listening, but it seems kind of weird to say like, well, I can only be within that 35 feet if I'm speaking or listening. It's even more fundamental than that. Okay, so you, you reference Nazis, but mm-hmm. of course this goes back to the 70s mm-hmm. uh, with the famous Illinois Nazis, exactly, exactly. Uh, referenced in the Blues Brothers, but but uh, what w- what was the issue there? What does that what does relate to? That has to do with Nazis protesting. Sure. Uh, yeah, having a parade uh, uh, on I believe it was a Jewish holiday they were doing on Yom Kippur, and the Supreme Court said that that needed to be allowed. And the Supreme Court they've been very good on First Amendment in general. But they are often better for people like Nazis than they are when it comes to abortion. And so one of the reasons this case is interesting is in 2000, the court upheld a law that Colorado had that provided a eight-foot bubble around people going into an abortion clinic. They couldn't get within eight feet of them within 100 feet of an abortion clinic. So they upheld that. But that was even more narrowly tailored than this law that simply prohibits being within 35 feet of an abortion clinic, no matter what you're doing. Uh, that one specifically addressed you know, things that could get physically close to you. Uh, this one goes far broader, and we say it, it, it it is against a basic fundamental right guaranteed in the Constitution for peaceful public presence, which has not been clearly articulated by the court yet, but we think it'd be a good time for them to say that this is a right that without a good reason the government can't uh, you know, kick you out of a public space. So and again, again, the issue here is uh, whether or not people can provide information that requires close physical proximity relatively. We're not talking about people who have been addressing loudly mm-hmm. the people who are uh, taking advantage of the services available at these various places. 
what other issues might have come up here? What are what what are what is the what is the principle at work on both sides? Well, so the the First Amendment issue for the speech issue is it's the court needs to readdress their decision in the Colorado case because the law is clearly passed to to exclude one specific viewpoint on abortion, right? There aren't those are people who are in front of abortion clinics. And you pass a law that the intent and the effect of it is to stop the speech in a public place of people who are pro-life, generally speaking pro-life, although there might be pro-choice people, but it's 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 to shut up pro-life people. And the court needs to be much more clear about the fact that when the legislator is clearly trying to shut up a specific viewpoint, that is the, the worst element of First Amendment violation. Um, that is the, the, the most clear violation when the, when the legislator is trying to shut a specific viewpoint on a specific issue. So that's the first question. Now, we have narrowly tailored laws. Uh, it is illegal to batter someone. You can't, you can't go up to them and like shove something in their face. There's already a law against that. There's laws against you know, using a megaphone and different types of loud noise ordinances and stuff. There, those are all covered. But simply just being there and handing someone a little pamphlet as they go in, uh, not only does that violate the right to free speech, it violates just the right to be there. And our colleague Nat Hentoff has, has often said the right to receive information is a right that is also protected. Mm -hmm. It is a corollary of the right to free speech. Uh, First Amendment freedoms are attacked on many sides. And this point has been made by Justice Scalia in the context of campaign finance regulation, uh, what part of the money is speech argument. If a government is bent on on suppressing speech, they could do that by trying to control any cog of the speech effectiveness uh, machine. So they could control money and say, oh, we're not regulating speech. Or they could control listeners. So they could say, you have a right to speak, but no one has a right to listen to you. And all of those are part of the whole package of First Amendment rights. Trevor Burris is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read the brief in the case of McCullen v. Coakley at our website, cato.org.